listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Grandey. What is going on, FA Nation? John Pemba here with James Grande bringing you the New Year's Eve Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast. Uh, James, we have a five-game main slate here on New Year's Eve uh, to lead us into that. Hopefully better 2021, um, but it's actually a pretty good one. A lot of strong teams. Uh, we have potentially a fully healthy Houston Rockets team. We know John Wall will be active. James Harden's there. Um, you know, we have the Sixers on the slate, uh, Toronto, New Orleans, uh, Phoenix, and Utah. So a pretty overall strong, strong slate here for this five-gamer. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see Houston pretty much at full strength and see where the usage goes and see how John Wall looks. So uh, definitely an intriguing little five-game slate. Um, some of the lowest totals we've had in a while, John, and, and uh, a slate, by the way, that locks at 635 for all those um, scoring at home. Uh, but we only have one game currently over 220, and it is the Sacramento-Houston game at 228.5. Um, the Knicks are nine point dogs in Toronto at two sixteen and a half. Uh, so, like, we don't have a lot of high totals here. So, of course, the slate's going to go completely crazy. Um, and Fanduel's actually start. going with a four game main slate. By they the way. cut the six. They cut the six thirty game off. They cut the six thirty. Six thirty is part of their all day slate. Uh, so we were missing the uh, Orlando Philadelphia over on Fanduel. Hmm. Um, that kind of sucks. It does kind of suck. Um, for the sake of, of everything though, we're gonna we'll we'll use DraftKings then because they do include it. And for those who want to play uh, the showdown on FanDuel or you know include their all day slate, we'll still give you our takes on Philly Orlando. But let's let's jump into it then. We'll go with the point guard spot uh, again. Looking at DraftKings here, I'll try to stick with guys that are primarily uh, point guards. Um. On FanDuel, that is, and we, we immediately you have to jump out uh, to Ben Simmons, uh, $9,200 up against Orlando. Uh, you know, he, he hasn't, you know, splashed yet in terms of, like, monster fantasy production, uh, but he's been very consistent. And it was averaging 14, 9, and 6 with a steal and a half uh, per game. The blocks have even been there, which I think is more important for those playing on FanDuel. Um, three blocks, two blocks, two blocks, and a block. Uh, you know, in the four games so far. So averaging a little over two blocks a game, uh, or two blocks a game actually on the season. So uh, $9,200 on DraftKings, you know, Ben Simmons against Orlando, a team that in the past maybe we really hadn't been looking to target as much, but uh, a strong play there. De'Aaron Fox is at $7,800 got up against Houston. Kyle Lowry's $7,700 going up against the Knicks. Uh, and then John Wall, uh, making his debut at $7,100 on DraftKings. What's your, you know, how are you breaking down sort of that tier? Do you have any interest on the slate of paying up for Ben Simmons? Um, Simmons is fine in cash. Magic are playing at the fourth highest pace in the NBA, so we're getting a, a nice pace-up spot for Simmons. Um, mismatch everywhere, depending on no matter who's guarding him. So he's fine in cash. I, I wouldn't play him in tournaments at that price. I would definitely play De'Aaron Fox in tournaments. De'Aaron, he's already gone for 43 times this year, um, and they had an, they've beat Denver twice already this season. So uh, two impressive wins, and Fox has been good in both those games. I would definitely, I'm definitely interested in Fox in tournaments. Lowry, he's fine. Um, he's he's another guy that I, I'm cool with in cash. 
And I don't think I'm going to play John Wall. It's a good spot. Um, hopefully we find out if he's going to play full complement of minutes. If he's going to play 30 or so minutes, then I can see a scenario where I do play him. But I think this is a pretty deep position. Uh, the guys under him intrigue me a little more than, than he does anyway. So I don't think we need to go to John Wall, but it will definitely be an interesting tournament play. Yeah, that's fine. Other guards that are, uh, you know, under uh, 7K. And Chris Paul is at 7K. Uh, Mike Conley has played really well again, beginning the year. No shock last year. He was very impressive um, the season he was able to put up, coming off a, a near triple-double effort against the Thunder. Uh, had 26-4 and four against Minnesota. So, um, you know, been strong play for him. He gets the Chris Paul matchup. Uh, Lonzo Ball up against OKC. Uh, Ball just 23 minutes in the blowout loss against Phoenix uh, last night or two nights ago rather um but prior to that he played 37 minutes and 33 minutes so any worries about you know blood so or timeshare doesn't really seem to be the case uh lonzo has this great matchup in my opinion against the thunder yeah Bledsoe has sucked since the first game of the year he, so, he hasn't been good in like four years but yeah, he hasn't been good in four years that's fair uh completely agree he hasn't been good but he was very good that first game and then he was super chalk on the christmas slate and he hasn't been good uh since but yeah lonzo's fine in a tournament um i think like this little trio of lonzo fultz and alfred payton really interests me because you get the um, marco fultz revenge game he has been he has been really good yeah uh, we did about he, that uh, a couple of days ago about how how great it's been that he's you know, really sort of arrived now after, you know, the Sixers messed him up. Um, yeah, I, I no issues playing Fultz in pretty much all formats. And, like, the thing about it is he gives us 35 fancy points, 16 shot attempts, only four go in, and he still gives us a double-double. Um, he's taken 13 or more shots in four straight games. Like, there was a, always the reason, there was always a reason why he went first overall. You know, there was always a reason the guy was super talented. Um, I think Fultz is really interesting. And then we know Elf, the way that the Knicks are playing, we know Elf is... Um, I'm happy he's finally getting that minutes. I was worried about the yep. first couple of games where he wasn't on the floor, but now back-to-back, big-minute games for him and elite production. Sure, and and it's a tournament-only play, despite putting up um, really good production in two straight games. Uh, it's a tournament play, and it's a it's a tough matchup, and that's probably why I lean Fultz or Alonzo, but uh, I do think Elf is interesting in tournaments, especially on this small slate where we have to differentiate. And what do you think about George Hill, who sat out the other night, but definitely should be back here against the Pelicans? I'm cool with it. Um, I think I'd rather play someone like Halliburton, who's getting a lot of love and a lot of run right now um, for this Kings team, and, and I, someone I, I profiled in the, in the Rookie piece in the offseason, I think he's a very good player and a very key member of this rotation. Um, he's gone for 23 fantasy points in, in three or four, so I'd rather pay him at value, but George Hill's fine. I do want to just note, John, and it's something I brought up with to Sean the other night on the podcast, that Stan Van Gundy wants to play more half-court offense compared to what they were doing, and it's showing New Orleans 28th in pace. So that's very discouraging for a team that was just running up and down the floor. Um, you know why they can't anymore? Because Steven Adams. Well, well, Steven Adams, Zion. Right. Know, like, 
So which is which is it makes sense with their the built like the makeup of their team what they're tr- trying to do, um, but it obviously is like a, a kind of a deterrent for me when targeting New Orleans games because uh, we're just not going to maximize our possessions here. Yeah, I, I I'll agree with you there. Uh, I'll do a quick shout out to my boy Cole Anthony again. Uh, uh, I'll probably have him in a five game slate. Why not get a little get a little crazy? I uh, still think that the ownership, not the ownership, the usage rate, fancy point per minute production out of him is fantastic. Uh, he's played, he's scored more fancy points than minutes played in every game this season. So, you know, you know what that means there, Grande. It's uh, production. So we'll, we'll take it. Uh, let's come over to the shooting guard spot. There is James Harden here against Sacramento. Uh, Harden is $11,000 over on uh, DraftKings on FanDuel. He is 11000 $500. Am I looking at this correctly? I don't think I am. I think I had the wrong slate. Uh, no, 11500 Yeah, I was looking at the all-day one there. Um, I mean, just, just, he's been incredible. I don't know if John Wall really impacts him, though. I don't, I don't know if he cares enough about John Wall to let that stop him. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, he was putting up the lead production with Russell Westbrook, so I don't think John Wall is going to be a deterrent to Harden's production, uh, so yeah, I think he's fine. I'm not like on a small slate. He's really the only. Yeah, that's that's the key, right? Spend up, yeah, right? It's or Embiid. So, and Embiid doesn't have the easiest matchup against uh, Vucevic. So, right. yeah, I mean, he's we know play. We can play him in cash because we're looking for 55, and he's done that twice, obviously. So, if you want to go to Harden. In cash games, perfectly viable uh, approach. And, and tournaments, obviously, but right now, first look, like, definitely cash and tournaments, but probably more fadeable than he's been the last couple slates. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. Um, Devin Booker's $8,600. This will be the cheapest we've had him all year. Um, my issue with Booker of late has really been, you know, he hasn't given us 40 fantasy points yet. He's given us three games of 20 actual points, and he is chipping in a little bit more this year in years past. And, you know, rebounds, assists, he has two steals in every game but one. But, you know, at $8,600, dollars we need that 50-point upside, and we just haven't seen it yet. There's no chance I play Devin Booker at this price. Let's just move on. And right. nobody I, should nobody yeah. should be playing with this price. Uh, would you, on the flip side of that matchup, Donnie Mitchell at 76? Absolutely. And we talked about it, what, a couple pods ago, I think before this OKC game, where he's getting peripheral stats and that just the the not shots aren't shots. falling. It's still not hitting the shots. I'm telling you, you know it, I know it, it's coming. And at 7,600 against Phoenix, it's a it's going to happen eventually. And, and it's not like Phoenix is playing at a fast pace and they're, they've been great defensively. They actually have the second-best defensive rating in the NBA right now. Um, but one of these days, man, the usage is there. We know it. So give me Mitchell in a tournament at 76 where no one's going to play him because I think people think the price is too high. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that one there. Um, Fred Van Vliet against New York. Uh, Van Vliet, awful shooting night, unfortunately, for my lineups against Philadelphia. Three for 12, two for eight from three. But again, six assists, six uh, rebounds. He had two blocks in this game, a steal. Like, he gives you all of those numbers, and despite going three for 12, I still got 30 fantasy points. He's just a guy I love the upside, and at you know, 7,200 against the Knicks, another guy that I'm, I'm in on playing. 
Yeah, I love Van Vliet. I actually was, he was my favorite tournament play against San Antonio, and he definitely didn't let me down that night. Uh, I think he was the cover of my playbook that night, too. So, pat on the old back, James. Way to go. Um, but, yeah, I, mean, I will say, the Knicks have been quite surprising defensively. I think R.J. Barrett could give him some issues, like, in terms of length. Same with Reggie Bullock, since both of them are playing heavy minutes. Uh, and they're both, like, longer wings. So, I guess they could give Van Vliet a little bit of a, a problem. Um, but Van Vliet does enough peripherally to to make up for maybe the lack of size in, in this matchup. How are you feeling about Buddy Heald these days? I feel like Buddy Heald shouldn't be 6.8K. It is um, a lot of money. But he will be this price on DraftKings so long as he is still taking 6, 7, 8 threes. And not only that, is 41, 35, 34, 35 minutes played. He's he's always on the floor. Right. The minutes are definitely encouraging. Um, but he's just doesn't this feel like the old Buddy Healed where we were just relying on him scoring? A and little like, bit. I mean, he, you know, he he definitely upped his rebounds and assists last season. And I think, like you mentioned before, the fact that Halliburton's playing as much as he is, and Halliburton definitely handles the ball more than Healed will now. Um, I think that's taken a toll on the definitely the peripheral numbers. But, I mean, love seeing eight rebounds uh, the other night. He is giving you three assists in all but one game. You know, uh, I agree. But there's also a point where, like, he's going to go six of eight from three one of these days and pop off for, like, 50 fantasy points. Like, you know, he's a GVP only play. You know, one of these days I'm just going to build a lineup that has, like, him, Jamal Murray (laughs) – you know, all those guys in there. They're just going to all hit their threes. It'll be a fantastic, a fantastic day. Um, other guys down there, I think Evan Fournier is great for cash. 5,500, perfect spot for him there. Playing 30 minutes, you know, he's scoring. Another guy that's not giving you a ton of peripheral numbers, but, you know, the steals have been nice to see. Um, you know, good good mid-20s production there. So I think, um, you know, he's going to be a solid play. I'm not going to pay 57 for Eric Gordon. I think that's too much even if he is sort of the secondary guy off the bench for them. Uh, I'd rather go down and play like Lou Dort for 51, 5,100 mm-hmm. for, for Ross. You mentioned Halliburton already at 49. Like this is the tier where I'll probably sit in if I'm looking, uh, you know, at some cheap guys. Oh yeah. Um, it, it has to be because the, how can you, yes, I, yes, that's all <laughs> I'm going to say. Yes, um, it, it'll be interesting to see if Alec Burke suits up because I, I do like 5,500 in a tough matchup, but um, your boy has been on fire to start the year. So Well, he's a good player. He just needed the opportunity. He is a good player. I will say, though, if he doesn't play, uh, Reggie Bullock had a really big game. Uh, he played 41 minutes against Cleveland, 17-7. Um, and seven. He is a, a good shooter. Hit five threes in that game, forty six hundred dollars. I I can get behind some some Reggie Bullock here. It was uh, the first time he's had a good game, I think, since he played for Detroit. You know, probably. But, uh, probably. It's been a while, but I agree with you. Um, you know, we're we're not anticipating anybody wrestling for OKC. Uh, you know, Hamadou Diallo though has you know been playing pretty consistently, twenty minutes a night off the bench for them. He's been incredibly efficient because he is basically a dunker. Um, you know, but rebounds have been there, blocks and steals have lately been there. Is he somebody you need to look at on this slate? I don't know because George Hill's healthy. 
Right. I agree with you on that one. Let's go to small forward. Uh, Brandon Ingram against the Thunder. Uh, Ingram, you know, filling up the box score. He had 13, 6, and 6 in 28 minutes in that blowout loss against Phoenix. Before that, 53 fantasy points against San Antonio. Miami had 35 points there. Uh, 28 actual. Uh, didn't give you the, the rebounds or assists. And then on opening night, he nearly triple-doubled. Uh, you mentioned they're playing a half-court game. He's $8,000. How are you feeling about Brandon Ingram here? He'll go under-owned at 8K, like he always does. And there's 50 to 60-point upside uh, at that price. So I like Ingram quite a bit. And I like him because he's literally the only spent person at this position I'd want to spend. I don't want to spend 7K on Tobias, even though it's I, a, I was going to say, like... I, it's just too pricey, man. It's just too well, pricey. And I, I agree. And then you look at his last two games, and it's 41, 53 fantasy points, and you're like, oh. you know, like, why now? You know, this is this is the player he should be when I look at his rebound totals. Like, he should be a guy that grabs close to 10 rebounds and gives you 16 to 20 points. And if anything else comes of it, fantastic. But he's far too inconsistent. You know, I, I, I think – you know, he, I feel like he's up and let us down more often than not at that cost. That, and that's, and that's the, that's my reasoning. I don't want to pay 7,100 for Tobias Harris. And, and I don't think it's because I played him opening night and he goes for 21. You just said it like he does. He misses five X more than he hits it. And we do see the big games, but like, he is the third option on this team, no matter how you slice it. So yeah. um, give me the other guys first. And then, you know, if one of them sits, then, you know, then we could talk about uh, Harris value. Kind of a tough matchup for RJ Barrett, but 39, 38, 37 minutes. We knew Tibbs was going to play him as much as he could possibly handle. Um, you know, he's going to deal with, you know, Van Vliet at times, going to deal with OG and Obi at times, Powell. You know, what's your take with Barrett here? 6,900, he's getting pricey. I'd be willing to go there in a tournament. Um, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'd just rather play Julius Randle. Yep, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll get the power forward. Randle's, Randle's a beast, though. Uh, this year, it looks like that Mikel Bridges is the better Bridges. Miles can't get on the floor. I don't know why. Uh, $5,900 still. They're not touching his price tag. In fact, he's the cheapest he's been in four games. So go figure that one out for me. Uh, he's not someone that we need to score, but when he does score, he gives us those 30-point fantasy nights like we saw two nights ago against Sacramento and an open night against Dallas. Uh, but the rebounds have been there. He gives you steals and blocks upside. You know, how are you feeling about Mikael Bridges here? He's one of, like, five guys I like in this 5k range say, you, got, you got him you got Baisley, barnes probably um you know dort we mentioned as a shooting guard but he can play small forward on FanDuel. i mean on DraftKings as well um so yeah i agree with you this mid-tier bojan bojan i love og i love og here i love um, og huh? i can never get him right i know he popped like popped popped the other night um he's been consistent 26, yeah. 26 has been the floor. He's the which, same thing. He's like a maybe a slightly better version of Bridges, though, right? Like he gives you the, he gives you more steals and more consistently, mm-hmm. you know. But he's a guy that if he scores, then he pops, you know. Like he needs which, the, the shots. No, which isn't crazy to think he can against the Knicks. I know the Knicks have been better defensively, but um, I. Just fifty eight hundred feels 
feels like a really good price. Yeah, I'm trying to look the, up. It's the Knicks too. So. so the Knicks have. So what I find interesting, Knicks have the second highest turnover uh, percentage in the league. So it doesn't shock me. Alfred Payton, that point guard. That, well, that benefits the the yeah. steel the steel god in OG Ananobi. I I will not disagree with you uh, on him. That's fine. Uh, Bogdan got priced up a little bit, fifty eight hundred coming off a big game against OKC, where he had twenty three uh, actual points there. I think the trend is uh, if you're facing the Thunder this season, you're probably going to have a good night. Um, so again, chalk up the chalk up uh, the Pelicans here. Um, there's really nobody else that I'm looking at. You know, you mentioned Reggie Bullock as a shooting guard. He can play small forward. Cam Johnson, maybe. You know, they got Dario Saric back, you know, but he's still playing mid-20s. You know I like Cam Johnson, but I I don't know. I Like, I'd, I think I'd find $300 to go up to Jay Crowder on the same team. I think I might even save $100 to play Josh Hart, who wasn't good against Phoenix, but none of their rotation players yeah, were. Yeah, so, like, I – Josh Hart was – really good the two games prior and and is a great rebounding guard so could i see josh hart getting a double double here yes so i i probably play the guys around cam johnson first um but it'd be a contrarian tournament play yeah i agree with you there let's run over to the power forward position uh julius randall the aforementioned julius randall eighty eight hundred dollars on uh DraftKings. Uh, coming off a triple-double, 28-12-11 against Cleveland in 44 minutes. The game before that against Milwaukee, 29-14-7. and uh, He nearly triple-doubled on opening night, 17-99. Listen, he, he is playing 35-48 to f- 48 minutes a night, right? Like, you know, Tibbs is not taking him off the floor, and he is smashing. I think the biggest takeaway, though, James, the three-point shooting this year from Randall. Yeah, I mean, it's that or it's the the fact that the offense is running through him because he has 11, 7, and 9 assists in three of the four games he's played in. So. But it's for um, someone that wasn't really a three-point shooter, right. he's, he's gone, uh, uh, what am I looking at here, 12 for his last uh, 11? That's not, that's, not how, not, that's not how math works, friends. That he is definitely is, not is how nine math works. nine for his last 11. <laughs> that is uh, not how math works. No, can't do that. <laughs> Nine for his last eleven. <laughs> uh, please don't edit that out. <laughs> I'm not. I'll leave that in for sure. Um, I, I mean, like you can't even fault DraftKings for pricing him this way because he's been, he's literally seven eight xing this price. So I'm okay with it. I, I really am okay with going back to Randall at eighty eight. Uh, I think the flip side matchup of Siakam against him. Boy, he's looked bad. He has looked bad um, offensively. Yeah, he had one good game against San Antonio, which is, again, another team that I think you can just score on. Yeah, but he's, and he still shot 37% from the floor in yeah. that game. Um, I, I Like, I like him. He's, he's really good, and he's really good peripherally. So, like, obviously it's hard to dislike him. I just, I don't know. Don't you feel... Aren't there, like, it's one of those situations, like, you can go up and get Randall, who's been right. amazing. You can go down to Zion against Darius Baisley right. um, coming yeah. off a game where they got blown out. Like, it just feels, I feel forced. Like, I feel like I, I get put in an uncomfortable position playing Siakam at 83. Yep, 
I'm not going to argue with you there. Uh, I'm not going to play Aaron Gordon while he's on a minutes limit, so I'll, I'll cross him off. Right. Um, I do like Basley, though. I mentioned, yeah, mentioned me a small forward. He's a power forward there. Um, Bagley? Any thoughts on, on Bagley here? I just I don't know why we don't see him more. Like, what is the... I think they're afraid of the injuries. I mean, that's I, a... I get it, but, like, I see what they did. The first night in the Phoenix, they played him 21 minutes. Yes, there was a back-to-back. But then he plays 27 minutes. There was no back-to-back against Denver. He was looking great. He had, like, eight... I think he had all 18 of those in the first half. And then he just plays 23 minutes. It just doesn't... It just doesn't click. Like, I don't... And I get they're trying to to monitor their minutes, but I'm not going to play him much. Maybe, like... If you're if I'm mass entering a tournament or playing a twenty max and maybe have a couple shares, but it's just the minutes suck. The minutes just suck. Yep, I won't argue with that. The minutes do in fact suck. Uh, after that, I mean, there there's you know Chris Boucher who had a career night and he minutes. ended it with uh, five total minutes played yeah. uh, against Philadelphia. I don't I don't know. I don't know what happened on that one. So, you know, high boomer bus play, but it is New York. So maybe there's some upside for there. Uh, Jay Crowder, you know, it's a blowout. Only played 21 minutes. Still really good production there. But they got Dario Sarge back as well. So I feel like there's just a log jam at that power forward uh, wing position for them. Power forward sucks, Sean. Yeah, it's not good. I it mean, sucks. listen, there's, there's, you know, I wouldn't go much lower probably than what we mentioned with, with Bryce Barnes. O'Neal. Bryce O'Neal is the, and that's, and that's pushing it because he doesn't take shots, but he he's shoot. gone. Yeah, yeah. He, he's gone for twenty plus fantasy points in two straight. So I would consider Royce O'Neal, but I would feel my stomach would hurt playing Royce O'Neal. Uh, I won't argue with that one. Uh, to finish it off here. Let's go over to the center position. We did get news, James, while we are recording. Uh, again, just confirmation, things we already alluded to earlier, but DeMarcus Cousins is going to make his debut. John Wall will make his debut. Eric Gordon will make. So all of the, the Rockets that were uh, out due to the COVID stuff are now going to be back for this matchup here against Sacramento. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on Cousins making his debut? Do you have any interest in him? Because, uh, I mean, Christian Wood has been fantastic. Yeah, that's what kind of sucks, right? We're going. Something is gonna give. Whether it's Christian Wood just moving to power forward and not really losing any time, or Cousins just completely eating into the guy's minutes. Um, I think I'm gonna take the same approach. Just insert what I said about John Wall. I'm just gonna maybe probably wait till they come out with like the restriction or what what their minutes are gonna look like, and then go from there. Probably going to fade both. Wall and Cousins here, and I'm probably also going to fade Christian Wood at 73 because I just don't know what the I don't know the impact of Cousins. I guess in tournaments it's fine, right? Because people could have that same mindset, low on yeah, and you can and you can get well, leverage it's, there. It's Cousins' first game of the year, so I can't imagine playing much more than 20 22 minutes. So, well, he was playing the, the thing about it is he was playing like 25 in the preseason, yeah, so it, it's not like he's completely out of shape you know he so that's my only reservation um when discussing cousins and like his minutes uh we'll have to ask sean what he thinks about joel and b before playing him but True. ten thousand dollars sean had him at one percent 
the other night when he went for 62 and a half fantasy points. Um, again, we're talking about the limited number of total spend-ups, and Bede is the only other guy over 10K uh, here against Orlando now. Yeah, um, as I chew on a grape, I'm sorry. Um, is that red or green? Red, of course. Of course, okay. No seeds, um, right? Uh, no snuff. Come on. Um, I what am I? Some, uh, people an alien? Some people are psychos. Brie um, actually likes green grapes, so every once in a while I'll be like, hey, do you want to get green grapes? And she says yes, so, you know, I buy by the... Then uh, you say psych and you grab the red grapes because they're better? I mean, I'm always internally hurting when mm-hmm. I buy the green grapes because I, you know, it's like you see the red grapes right next to them and you're like, damn. But uh, Embiid is definitely a red grape. Like, he's definitely... A superior play at the position um i mean when you can go seven for 17 from the floor and put up 62 fancy points like you're doing something right in a tough matchup um and and we mentioned it at the top the magic are playing really fast which obviously benefits philly here getting a pace up spot so uh yeah i'm okay with Embiid. i think a lot of people chase the points um maybe that, maybe that moves me to harden a little bit more uh, just like thinking through the process, because I think a lot of people do chase Embiid points, just considering we don't have a lot of spend-ups on the slate. Um, but yeah, I mean, 10K for a guy who's just went berserk is is, uh, is a pretty good spot. Uh, he does have a matchup against Nikola Vucevic, who is one of the league's better offensive players, and uh, he went for 52 himself against, say, hey, shocker, the Thunder, because Thunder <laughs> don't play defense. Um, you know, so a strong play, 8,700, mini, mini quote unquote revenge game. If you want to go all the way back in the way back machine, when Philly actually traded, uh, Vucevic to Orlando. And I think it was the Dwight Howard trade, uh, Orlando sent Dwight Howard to LA, LA sent Andrew Bynum to Philadelphia and Philadelphia sent a package with Vucevic to Orlando. So, uh, long time, uh, that he's actually been in Orlando, but uh, always funny to know how bad that trade worked out. For the 76ers. <laughs> right. And he won. And literally the the quote-unquote worst player in that deal turned out to be the pretty much the best, like, or at least the longest, longest productive career. Like, Dwight was yeah. the best peak. Or not Dwight. Yeah, it was Dwight, right? Yeah, Dwight, Dwight, Dwight was in his peak. Bynum was the up-and-coming prospect. And Vucevic was like... Just a throwaway. Yeah, I mean, like, he was an add-in to the deal... You know, there was certainly, you know, he was a, certainly a little bit of upside that is why Orlando was interested in him. But, like, he he wasn't, like, a surefire prospect. You know, right. Bynum was coming off a huge series. I think the Lakers were coming off uh, a title or a year or two removed from a title with Bynum as their center with Pau Gasol. And, yeah, things just... Oh, I think this is the, bowling, like the bowling incident. Yeah, I think he played, like, eight games with the Sixers. And that was, like, he was out of the league, like, two years later. So... Um, anyway, sidetrack. Shout, shout, out, shout out Andrew Bynum. Shout out Andrew Bynum, RIP. Not really dead, but it's pretty less. Uh, Rudy Gobert, $7,500. We always like him in cash games. Mm-hmm. Three straight games this year, 40 fantasy points. Can't argue with the production. Uh, you know, As safe as safe can be, I think, is Rudy Gobert. I told you the other day that I, I really liked Rudy Gobert, and my stance really hasn't changed. In the slightest bit, he's been super productive. We knew the blocks were going to come. We got the blocks. Uh, I wish we got the rebounds, the blocks, and the points all in one game. Um, but, you know, so you can't always get what you wish soon. for. Soon. Yeah, soon. And that could happen here. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, primarily a post guy, right? So there is a lot of potential for Gobert to 
put together one of those games. This could be one of those very fair and balanced slates uh, builds where Gobert is like a key cog to your lineup and, you know, puts up 50-plus and, and can win you a tournament. I agree with you on that one. Uh, not really interested in Aiton going up against Gobert, sort of obvious reasons. Nope. Um, Al Horford will be back. He rested the other night going up against Steven Adams. He's okay. You know, Adams isn't a great matchup for him, but Horford stretches the floor a little bit. You know, they run the offense kind of through him at times. He's got, you know, four and three assists in the two games. I'd much rather just play Steven Adams, I think, below him. Yeah, Steven Adams has been pretty good. I right. mean, Steven, OKC. doing yeah. Steven Adam things no matter where he goes, pretty much, right? We're just just doing what he does generally. Yeah. So, Mitch, he, what about Mitra below him, fifty six hundred? Uh, I, I obviously it's like, the minutes the two, have been there, which is nice. Right, the two things that we've begged for was minutes and starting, and he's doing both. He's just, I don't know, we're falling just short. In multiple categories, you know, so he's fine. I, I like, am starting to really like Rashawn Holmes here. And in like, he has clearly cemented himself as the number one option over Whiteside. And he's been really good. I mean, look at the production. It's gotten better each game. The minutes have increased every single time. So I kind of like Rashawn Holmes at 52 as like the the punty or as like the value center yeah because we're not going to see isaiah roby play 28 minutes again or will we i mean he looked pretty damn good so john what do you think of this if you're okc right and they're already starting their lineup is already wacky to begin with could you see maybe horford shifting to the four and maybe starting roby at center Nah, because um, Basley's really a power forward there. Yeah, I think Horford will start at center. But I mean, like they're maybe, starting George Hill. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, like I, what I think it what that performance basically did was guarantee that Mike Muscala is not going to play right. eight minutes tonight anymore. That's for damn sure. Or or, or Muscala moves over to the backup power forward spot and Roby. It it would be foolish of them not to give Roby twenty minutes a night after that, just to see what he can do. You know, like, listen, you drafted him. He didn't play last year. He came in at a spot start uh, and, you know, was fantastic. Now he's an undersized athletic big. That's, you know, the way the league is these days. Um, you know, but he, he looked good doing it in, in, in a matchup where nobody really expected it. So, um, you know, get, I think he deserves some run. I don't know how much or who he plays behind, but uh, definitely something uh, to, to worth taking a gander for. Um, and that's probably it. Like, like, like I'm not going to play Roby, you know, it's, I think I'd rather just watch and see what happens, but you know, below, you know, below that group, there's, there's nothing really for me here. Dwight Howard, no favors. I'm, I'm out on white side. I don't know why he's not playing, um, at all. Because Holmes, because Holmes has been really good. I he has know. been really, really good. Like, white side is not a bad player. Not like, a bad player. Not a bad player. You know, but I mean, we saw him get 25 in 15 minutes, but it's too much of a risk. Nerlens Noel, same thing. Had 20 John, I have, I have something for you. Uh, I, no. Okay. So, in that last Toronto game versus the, uh, who did they play? They played the 76ers. Do you know who played 21 minutes at center? Alex Len played 21 minutes. He wow. played as many, he played 
one minute fewer than Baines, and and obviously he took all of Chris Boucher's time. Well, how do you, how does Boucher have seven blocks and then lose minutes to Alex Len? I'm looking at the um at our at popcorn machine here. Uh, Len was the first one was in the first grouping off the bench, and he played pretty much. Uh, there was uh, one, two, four separate times Len was on the floor, including for the first seven minutes of the fourth quarter. Yep. Or first five minutes, rather. Sorry. I mean, we've been down this road with Len before. He's, I, look. He took one. I know. <laughs> but he's $3,000. If you want to get dirty with it on a five-game slate, Alex. Five-game slate, we're getting dirty. This is like, this is, I'm going to I'm gonna label this the Sean Mitchell special. This is like a, this is a Sean play to a T. Oh, I can't funny. wait for the the DM from Sean saying, "I would never suggest Alex Len." So <laughs> shout out to that message uh, in advance. Look forward to it. Uh, that wraps up the uh, look at the five game slate here for the main slate. Uh, we will have two showdown playbooks for the three p.m. game uh, done by Sean and the five p.m. game done by James. So be on the lookout for those as well as uh, the full playbook for the five game slate. Value Vault, Starting 5, Fast Break, you name it. We'll all be done for the main slate. Uh, good luck, everybody, and, uh, you know, Happy New Year. This is, the, uh, this is the last time we'll talk to you before 2021.